see it, I'm a bad sport I don't play soccer but I shoot and score Never half-hearted, no remorse Can't take a loss, yeah, I'm a bad sport I don't play soccer but I shoot and score No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect, they know I do it all day They know I do it all day No effect Welcome back to the Benchwarmers. My name is Sean. I'm joined by my good mate, Matt Storky Stork. We're off to the finals. How good is that, Storky? Oh, mate, that's absolutely bloody fantastic. Fantabulous. You know, second year in a row. Second year running. So mm. there you go. It's been a long time since we've done that. A long time. How are you, my friend? Yeah, not too bad, mate. You know, not a bad week. You know, caught up um, with a fantastic AEW pay-per-view yesterday, oh, which I know brilliant. you watched yourself. Mm. How good was that? Yep. Um, uh, I see, I've see. i seen trinkling through the socials that people are starting to get their final shirts um, today. So yes. that's interesting. You know, anyone who hasn't received this, keep an eye on that mail because that's coming out. Mm. And I also saw that uh, Clifford, Jakey Clifford, had some good news. Um, yes. uh, not sure what day it was, but it was uh, recently. He's uh, had a little one. He's um, given birth to a little baby. I'm not sure if it's a boy or a girl. I don't know about that one, but um, good news nonetheless. Mm, excellent news. Now, Storky, talking about excellent news, we're running a competition at the moment. I'm sure everyone knows about it. It's, um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited about the competition. Um, we're giving away a 2022 Family membership. I feel that's pretty huge, Storky. How good is that? How, how mm. could you be a Knights fan and not want to win that? Like, especially if you haven't already got tickets, that's just a great prize. Exactly. If you have, if you're if you're a season member like you and I, yep, that's an awesome gift. You win that. Imagine rocking up at Christmas time and you know giving that to you know one of your loved ones and say, here you go, unwrap this. You're going yeah. to the Knights games or, all year, or you save yourself a bit of money. You might have done it a bit tough this year with all the lockdowns. Yeah. You don't have to fork yeah. out the money for a membership. It's on us. So and It's what such you, a simple thing to do. Exactly. What do you have to do to go in the running for this membership, uh, Storky? Uh, there's three easy steps. Uh, so you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You have to like us on Facebook, and you have to follow or like us on Instagram, whatever you do on there. Easy. Um, and there is a fourth step. Maybe just give us a share. Yeah. Give us a share. Why not? Get the news out there. You know. Yep. Just a good thing to do. Tag tag your friends in it that will take you to the game with them. Yeah, mm. good idea. Good idea. Then increase you get, your chances. Then you get increased chances. Exactly. Now, Storky, Sorry, let's man. have a look at the game that was on the weekend, shall we? We will. We will. So, the score, unfortunately, didn't go our way. It was Broncos no. 35, Newcastle Knights 22 in mm. front of a crowd of 20,747 at Suncorp Stadium, which no. is yeah, which is much better than the two thousand last week. Oh, just a spidge. Mm. You know, a couple more people, a couple yeah. more people there. But one thing I did notice, yes, was the amount of Knights jerseys. Yeah, there was heaps. Yeah, when they panned to the crowd, there seemed to be just a lot of Knights jerseys, which mm. uh, you know, good feeling being an overcastrian. So that's always nice. Yeah, and you know, talking about that large crowd, I wouldn't expect anything different um, from. You know, the Broncos, it's it's their last game of the year. Um, they won't see their team till next year. Look, that, that's the way I feel with Knights games. The last Knights home yeah. game, no matter what you got on, cancel it, get to the game, because it's going to be a while until you get to the next one. Yeah, and they were sending off a few players as well. Yeah, they players were. players going to different clubs and leaving, so, yeah. Yeah, now we had a very inexperienced side um, Sue was a late change um, to join Heimel Hunt, Daniel Sofiti, Jaden Braley, Jacob Sofiti, Tyson Frizzell, and Mitch Barnett on the rested players list. They're, the list was huge. It was a very inexperienced side. Mm. And it got even more inexperienced when we rested Ponga and Pierce at half time. So yeah, yeah very exactly. Very inexperienced side. Yeah, but now, uh, you kind of got the inklings of there may have been a flogging on hand. Mm. But uh, but we'll get into we'll get into the cover in that. So. Yeah. See, as, as as much as I was I was confident going into that game that we we're going to win, watching the game I was never confident. I was never confident that we'd get the job done. It was it was really strange. Well, it's strange. We did start off all right. We come out the gate like you know, pull straight out of the gate, yeah, blazing. Came out charging. But like I said, it didn't take very long after that to uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah feel like there may have been a bit of a flogging put on us, but. Um, 
especially with the toa, no trying in the yeah. fifth minute. Don't, like I said, that don't was get early me started on. on that one. They were good signs, but um, yeah, it just bounced off his shoulder. It was like little things like that. You could mm. see the frustration in Ponga's face when things like that just weren't coming off for us. Yeah. And now that that's is when a, I started going to that help. is a shit rule, isn't it, Storky? That if if the ball's yeah. passed into you and it hits your um, chest slash shoulder as that was deemed deemed to do. Tell me what when when you when you throw your arm around like this, Storky. What what you you can't do anything to the ball? How is that deemed a knock on? I I, yeah. I think it's really stupid. It's like being hit in the face. It's like being falconed and calling it a knock on. It's not something where not your bicep yeah. your bicep. I understand your elbow. I understand your, your your forearm. I understand you can you can you know you can maneuver that that around to to hit the ball. But the shoulder, I I feel like. I feel like at some stage, common sense has got to kick in and go. Okay, maybe the elbow. Let's cut it off at the elbow, because that's yeah. just that's a dumb rule. And in in my eye, that probably should have been a try. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. But um, mm. you know, that was the story of uh, a lot of our game, unfortunately, on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. But look, um, I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about that disallowed try for too long when there yeah. was the Tuala Express. First try, which was yeah. a, a brilliant cutout ball from Ponga, just that, just that pass that we expect to see from him now. That that right to left bullet that just hits the winger. I know, I know, it didn't hit Tuala as much as we'd like this game, um, but yeah, that that first that first try was was brilliant. Oh, it's just become one of our favorite recipes, and like to be honest, it tastes so good. Mm. But it seems to be one of the only recipes we have in the cupboard at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah. Which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Um, another unfortunate thing: Clemmer gets injured during the game, and how painful did that look? Like, yeah, that bloody injury just, stick. Yeah, I could tell a couple of tackles before it, or maybe one or two tackles before he was injured. Mm. Then he got past the ball and ran up, and as soon as they hit him, he's just—it must have hurt. You could see the grimace on his face. Yeah. He lost all concern of the ball. Basically, just gave up. Yeah, the ball. Yeah. Um, but you, I guess you can't really blame him too much. He looked like he was in so much pain. Yeah. But yeah, the the fact that you, you've got to be in that much pain that you're basically standing there, and like you said, you just you just you don't want to hold on to the ball anymore. You don't care that you've just handed the ball to the other team. Um, that's got to be some in, intense pain. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I I wouldn't like to know what he, what he was going through, but. Look, I don't, I don't want to dwell on the old injury stick for too long. So let's talk about another another great try from the Knights. There wasn't wasn't a whole lot of great tries, um, but Crossland's put in that kick. Um, it was it was kind of a it was almost a nothing kick. It was just the it's the end of the set. Let's just put through a grubber. Let's see what happens. And fortunately enough, we we got this. You, you know, bounce of the gods, I would call it, and and Stafford's run through, picked it up for a try. Yeah. So I, I've said this all season, and I'm pretty sure you agree with me. I think that um, Crossland's got a lot of potential. He like, does. Whether I, mm. I can't see us keeping him, unfortunately, without no. things are you know developing. But you give him a full season at a number seven, like where he can be training at number seven. Yeah. You know, I think you'd be really, really a big benefit for a lot of teams out there. So I think if we lose him, another team mm. puts him in as their number seven. You watch it; he'll he'll go on to better things. I think. Absolutely. Um, now but, I was uh, I had a feeling this was going to be the start of a comeback for us, but um, it just yeah. it never really eventuated. But this is when I started to feel that oh, we we might come back from this. This might be the start of something different for us. Well, that's it. It wasn't too long after that that Randall went in, which was an awesome effort from um, Brody Jones. Yes. Bumped off about two or three different, you know, defenders. Nice ball, put Randall straight over. So it was at that time that you started to think, okay, you know, maybe uh, we've got a bit of inkling of hope here. Yeah, exactly. You know, know, Randall was just doing what good dummy halves are taught to do, just support up the middle. As you said, brilliant work by Jones um, to get that offload to Randall, who's supporting in the middle and just goes in under the post. I thought it was great. Um, You know, I was talking that a comeback may have been on the cards, but that was all wiped out when Milford put over that field goal. The second he kicked that field goal, I went, that's it, put the kids to bed. 
we're done. Yeah, that basically put the, the end to any hope we had of coming back. It was, you know, mm. basically taking us around the back of the shed and putting us out of our misery, yeah, unfortunately. As Fatty Vorton would have said, our comeback was good. Wow. You know, we can't really blame it too much on that. You know, our, our edge defense, once again, was horrible. Yeah, like, was. um, commentary even said, I believe Kronk was saying that man was getting ran over again this week. You know, poor old man. <laughs> he's he he's been getting over. bumped off quite a bit recently. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's, I don't know. If, like, nothing's come out about an injury. So, because I, I thought mm. Senna was what he played down in Melbourne. And it was one of his preferred positions. Yeah, exactly. But, well, when he when he switched to Senna, we were sitting there going, this is this is the spot for him. This is where he does, needs to go. Um, but ever since going to, to Senna, for some reason, he, he stands up straight when he tackles and tries to tackle people around the shoulders, and they just bump him off. There's, you know, there's bigger, stronger Senna's than him these days, and... Yeah, yeah. He def- defensively, he's just not doing that well. I always thought defensive, uh, his defense was an, like a pretty good part of his game, but yeah. just over the, this this season, it's kind of just fell apart. But mm. um, but uh, best, sorry, just before you go in, best was another one. His defense let him down and has the last couple of games. So I don't yeah. know what's going on there. It's, yeah, it kind of almost feels like you know he's kind of playing not to get injured again at times. With yeah, his defense. it does. Uh, like, it, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know what's happening there, but that was very disappointing as yeah. well. So. I, I feel our edge defense is going to tighten up when the likes of um, Barnett and Frizzell come back. They're, they're big defensive players. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you know our defense was only poor why they weren't there on the weekend because it's been poor on the, on the edges prior to that as well, but I feel like they'll, they'll just help. This weekend coming against Parramatta, I just I just feel like they're going to help. Um, but look, the score ended up like you were saying, thirty-five to twenty-two, which isn't horrible considering the amount of players we rested. And technically, we won the second half, seventeen points to eighteen. So I'll take that, Storky. Yeah, it just felt a lot worse than what mm. it was, I think. And like you said, um, with the edge defense, it has to be something that teams now facing us. Yep. They open up the Knights textbook, you know, flip to chapter one, edge defense. Like yep. has to be like it's has to be their go to because it's it's our weak link. It's our chick, it's our yeah. kryptonite. I, I don't like, even think they see that in game review anymore. They just they just automatically yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, look- the word on the street. Yeah, exactly. Look, I was, I was saying it, it wasn't that bad. And like I said, we had that one disallowed try, which I think should have been the try, the old off off the chest shoulder. Um, and then we bombed another two, like Chuala dropped one over the line. Um, so really, we, 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 we capitalize on those. Um, we win that game. It's we're, we're sitting here, you know, reviewing a completely different game, but that's not what happened. We lost and that's where we are. And to be fair, like I think actually even one of the Broncos tries was um, one of the um, passes was questionably forward, but yeah. they played better than us. I think they deserved to win that game. To be yeah. honest, I think oh, they played better than we did. Talking about dodgy, so. dodgy calls, there was also, also that um, I think it was their first try um, where Milford's put up the kick. Where if you go down the downtown rule, they had a player offside. He was the player who ended up scoring. He was in front of the <laughs> yeah, kick. I did see that. Um, and then also come out through the week that. That should have been ruled a knock on as well when when they've gone up to contest the ball and they've said it went back. Um, you know, the experts of the game are saying that 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 should have been ruled a knock on. So let's take that try off them as well. And um, we didn't do so bad. So bad. You know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. But uh, moving on to one of the brighter points in the game, we're going to talk about our Steel City key moment of the week and it was the jack johns try yes it was a nice uh was it a kick or a yeah, pass little, it was little, a nice little grubber little from grubber. Crifford. it was clifford from, from crifford from crifford, crifford. <laughs> <laughs> they're from clifford that nice um nice kick in there into mm. being goal and yeah that was a nice try it's nice to see johns uh yeah. not only get some game time but also to pick up a try so that to was nice. pick up his first nrl try and the first yeah. try by a Johns uh, for the Knights in 15 years. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm. But, yes, I, I, I agree. That was 100% the key moment of the week this week. How can you not give it to someone scoring their first try, let alone exactly. a Johns? Exactly. So that was our Steel City key moment of the week. Reward yourself with a Steel City. Mm. Also now available in the blue can. I, I, I. It's time that we are accountable for 
the things we said in the first episode of the show. So let's go back. What was that now? We're up to 27. So let's go back 26 weeks. Does that, does that work? Let's, let's that do it. That seems so long ago now. It does. That's how times have changed. Yep. So let's go back 26 weeks and have a look at the ladder that we predicted. Now, we predicted in first spot Melbourne Storm. So, yes, we nailed that one. Um, just taking out the number one spot in the minor premiership. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, you don't have to be Marty McFly to, you know, do a pick <laughs> Melbourne to be number one. Um, uh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we were a little bit wrong with the next one. Uh, in second, we had the, the Roosters. Uh, it's no secret that the Roosters were, were hit pretty hard with the injury stick like we were. Um, it didn't help them, um, but they did just finish outside the top four in fifth. Yeah, surprisingly still a dangerous side, even though, uh, you know, had a lot of players out. A lot of other teams would have crumbled. And, yeah. But, yeah, they're still dangerous. It's just that that Roosters system, isn't it? Yeah. So in third, we had the Canberra Raiders. Oh, how wrong we were with this one. But I've seen a lot of people with their predicted um, ladders at the beginning of the year, and everyone had the Raiders up high. So we're not the only ones. Um, you know, we said they were going to be a, a hard, hard, you know, how, how can you not put them up there? The top two, yeah. for the last two years, they've been, been a top team. Um, yeah. Been a force. Yeah, exactly. And their star import, George Williams, he went home during this season homesick. Um, he, he got a bit sad and went home. Um, so that's not going to help them at all. They're, they're, they're star halfback going homesick, uh, home homesick. Now, in, she needs a bit of oil. Yeah, exactly. Now, in fourth, we had the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We weren't far off the mark here, Storky. They finished in third. Yeah, they can't be hopping mad at that. That's not um, that's better than we you know, mm. expected. So they did pretty well there. Yeah. Um, uh, in fifth position, we had the Penrith Panthers. Um, so it's funny. We um, actually, you know, we predicted that, you know, you can't go. You know, they had an awesome season last year. You know, yeah. only losing, you know, one game and tying the other to us. Um, but you know, they finished second. So yeah. they still did a lot better than we expected, and they still had a lot of players out. I think um, Origin hurt them a little bit with having their um, halves out, and Cleary was injured for a few games as well. So mm. for them to finish there um, up in second. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, we, we said that they couldn't um, perfect perfection, I think were, were our exact yeah. words at the start of the year. Um, yeah. So we've, we've put them down in fifth, like you said. I saw them uh, on, on a good friend of mine, Dylan's... Um, Predicted ladder. He had them in tenth, so at least we weren't that wrong. Yeah, tenth. Oh, mm. gee, Dylan, what's going on there? Yeah, exactly. Gee, there's a few too many steel cities that night. But... <laughs> okay, in six we had the Newcastle Knights. Yes. Um, so considering you know we put them in six and they ended up seventh, you know that's not too bad. You know yeah. you can't help but think that you know if we didn't have the injury problems we had, yeah. uh, missing you know our spine for basically most of the season, you know mm. maybe we would have went to six, possibly a fifth. Yeah, but um, you know, leaves that open to to the maybes. Exactly, I think we can put that down for a pass for us. Yeah. And funnily enough, um, the team we're facing this week, our 2001 nemesis, uh, we had the Parramatta Eels in seventh uh, on our yes. ladder, and funnily enough, they finished sixth. So uh, the team we're facing this week, um, yeah, just swap us and the and the Eels around, and we were pretty much right on that one. So yeah, we we predicted that the Eels would be our first game in the finals. Yeah. Nailed there it. you go. That was a pretty big prediction. Mm. Uh, and the goal took those Titans, so nailed it. Um, we said they'd finish eighth. Yep. And they and... finished eighth. So, um, you know, the big fella, uh, big fella up north, you know, Lynx mate, you know, um, ca- Captain Dance, Speedo. Is, uh, dancing around in his Speedos, yeah. He, he must have been happy. And you see actually in the um, – there was footage of another um, – Another, Another Titan. fan up yeah. there chucking his thing. I mean, get those two together. What tag team they would be in mm. some type of wrestling federation. But Now, in ninth spot, Storky, we had the New Zealand Warriors. Um, the worst thing for the Warriors and our prediction, I suppose, is we were hoping they'd be playing back at home in New Zealand at Mount Smart Stadium. Um, I somehow feel that this affected them in finishing in 12th. Oh, without a doubt. You know, but I think they, to be honest, did pretty well considering yeah. their circumstances. Yeah. So, but without a doubt, it affected them. How could it not? 
Exactly. Now, in 10th, we had the West Tigers. West Tigers love um, finishing in 9th, but we're like, let's let's have them finishing 10th. Um, But, yeah, we, you know, they finished 13th. But which is which is fine for me because they ruined Mitchell Pierce's 300th game. <laughs> they they got us in that one, so you know what? I'm happy to see them finish lower than what we expected. Uh, a lot of Titans fans, you know, crying in their uh, blue trucker singlets to that one. <laughs> now the Manly Seagulls finish. Uh, we had them finishing in 11th. Um, boy, were we wrong with this one. But when, when we did our predictions, um, there was the rumor that Turbo was going to be out for most of the season. Um, and as we know, Manly pretty much are a, a one-man team these days. If they don't have Turbo, they don't win. Um, so I wasn't expecting them to make the eight. So we had them in 11th. But they're finishing the top four spot in fourth. Um, clearly, Turbo yeah. is a freak. Yeah, much better than us. We pretty much, you know, clipped their wings on them basically without Turbo. But uh, he's had like an amazing – there's there's talk that he's the GOAT, you know, at the mm. moment. So anyone yeah. who gets thrown into that type of, you know, that type of discussion. argument. Yep. Yeah, discussion. Like, exactly. Uh, uh, we had the Cronulla Sharks in 12th. They finished a little bit higher than that and just missed out on the 8th in ninth position. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do too badly actually. Um, uh, now – in 13th, we had Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. And yeah. I do believe that uh, they were one of the tips that I said, you know, they'll actually be one of the big improvers this uh, you season. You did say but, that, uh, yep. It appears that nobody let the dogs out and uh, <laughs> they were still chained up into the backyard. So mm, yep. they, uh, they came at dead last. They come 16th. They got the duck egg this um They this got year. the spoon. So, they got the spoon, so they'll be eating uh, with that that spoon for a while, I think. Then again, next year, they're not a bad team, but anyway. Um, uh, in 14th, we had the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, so pretty much, I think that's almost a pass, that one. We put them at 14th. You know, they um, came in at 15th on the ladder. Yeah, you know, there's, tick that one there's off. No, yeah, no riding off into the sunset for the Cowboys. You <laughs> no. know, it is what it is. And I think there will be for a few more seasons. Yep. Um St. George, Illawarra Dragons. Um, the Dragons came in. We had them at fifteenth. So yeah, actually, did a little yeah, bit we better than we off. expected. Mm. Halfway through the season, they were in the top eight, as we all know. Until uh, yeah, they like to that, uh, they like to be known as the May Premiers. They they do they seem do. to to start off strong and then just die in the arse. They do. They live up to that. They live mm. up to that, don't they? So um, uh, so yeah, they ended up finishing in an eleventh. So um, yeah, they just couldn't lock down that um, top eight position that they had there for a while. So, mm. <laughs> but, uh, they'll, sorry, they'll, they'll too busy um, having a bit of a party at home. Oh, they were, yeah, mm. hiding. Um, so in 16th, uh, we had the Brisbane Broncos. We had them coming last. We did. We had them with the spoon. So, but um, they actually did a little bit better. As we know, last week, they did a little bit better than we were expecting. So um, yep. they ended up in 14th. So 14th points. Yeah, and once Not again, I'll, um, I'll, I'll I'll quote us by saying uh, we will be very surprised if the Broncos finish higher than 15th. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll quite confident that they're going to finish last, maybe sneak up to 15th, but they've done one better and finished 14th. Yeah, the bucking Broncos, eh? Bucking Broncos. So that's it. Um, I didn't think we were, we were too far off there, Storky. No. No, I didn't think we did too bad. I think, um, you know, now we've got a season of the show under our belt. Next year, if we do do a predicted ladder, you know, mm. maybe we'll be even a little bit better. But a bit um, more improved. Yeah. So, anyway, someone else who um, always improves every week is uh, Link from the United. So, mm. let's uh, let's get um, him with some news. Hey, Link, how are you, mate? Good, boys. How we doing? All right. How are you going up there? Pretty good, mate. Had a uh, good weekend, good Father's Day. And had the, uh, mm. We had our uh, annual fantasy football NFL draft hosted yes. here in the United Bar this, this year. So uh, You get yourself some good players? I did, mate. I think I did pretty well. Uh, 
Um, it never goes to plan, but uh, I think <laughs> I think we did well. We got sixteen owners this year, so it's quite a big league. Wow! I, I finished I finished dead last last year, so yeah. yeah. Anyways, up for me here, mate. Exactly right. I was. Did the Brisbane the Bron- supporters give it? Did the Brisbane supporters give it to you? The ones just had yeah, last year. Unfortunately, mate. Yeah, I did, but mate, look what it taken four years and for us to have twelve players out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, talking about so, players, who was United Player of the Week this week? Well, it was a bit of a strange game. Look, yeah. I don't think anyone was a massive, massive standout. But um, look, I couldn't, I couldn't go past our development contract player, Chrissy Randall. Yeah. Uh, look, he, he bagged himself a try, two tackle breaks with seven runs and fifty meters. Um, you know, he did did a pretty solid job uh, considering Braley was out. Yeah, exactly. Um, certainly, certainly good to see him um, finding a bit of form. We all know he's been bumped up from that development contract into the to starting thirty next year. Mm. So, uh, mate, I think uh, I think he was more than deserving um, against the Broncos this week. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I thought that I was probably the the clear clear uh, choice out of that game. So yeah, so three points went to Chris Randall, two points to Jake Clifford, one point to Jack Johns. So we've, you know, possibly only a week left. The leaderboard's pretty much up for grabs. Uh, first, we have Jaden Braley with 19 points. Second, Kalen Ponga, 18 points. Third, Jake Clifford with 15 points. Fourth, Connor Watson, 12 points. And fifth, Mitchell Pierce, 10 points. So you never know. It's um, bit of a two-horse race, is it, by the sounds of it? It is, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Any any predictions of who you think's going to take it out? Do you think Ponga's going to overtake Braley or the machine's going to hold on? Well, I'm hoping it's Ponga because if Ponga's on fire, then the team's on fire. So that's true. That is know, true. The, the machine, you know, he does what he has to do, and he does. He's you know the quiet achiever, always gets the job done. Yep. But um, yeah, yeah, he can't get past Ponga. Now, what what news have you got for us this week, Lincoln? Now, go easy on us, all right? Oh, a bit of everything this week, mate. Mm, a bit of everything. So I was worried you'd say that. Yeah, look, speaking of our United Player of the Week this week, Chris Randall will no longer take part in the 2021 season. Unfortunately, he had to go under the knife, uh, a bit of thumb surgery. Um, yeah, right. To get a bit of a fix up on that broken thumb. So, unfortunately for Chris, finished the season on a high, um, mm. but we will, won't be seeing him take part in any more games this season. Now, um, that brings us on to Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Now, we did know there was a, um, talks, the negotiations back and forth, um, with Lockie, he has put mm. pen to paper and inked a new two-year contract extension. Yep. We all know Lockie certainly hasn't played his best football the past couple of seasons. He'd be probably the first to admit that. Yeah. Um, but look, the club's re- rewarded his loyalty, and um, he'll be staying on the on the books again for another couple of seasons. Now, another player that uh, reportedly nothing official has come out is Nari Tuwala. Mm. Um, he's all obviously had a sensational, you know, try-scoring form. Uh, towards the end of the season. So um, I think most people would probably like to see um, him stick around um, the club a little longer. So Yep, I'll take him for a couple more years. Sean's got his party poppers and um, (laughs) balloons and everything ready. I'll I'll have the streamers uh, ready to go next week if he's he's signed. (laughs) Yeah, I think it'll be a good signing. He's certainly certainly found a good run of form. So let's hope that continues in the future Mm. if that is the case. Now, Speaking of form, and certainly one player we will not longer no longer be seeing play for the club is our mate Shibasaki. Your mate. Now we didn't know. Yeah, well, uh, well, they only re-signed him on the first of April. Yeah, bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, very strange. Depends. Depends. Depends who you believe. Um, yeah. But no, look. And uh, unfortunately for Shibasaki, look, he was left down there with you boys. He didn't even. Uh, he didn't even get on the plane right up no. here. Um, certainly out of favour. We do know he had uh, hadn't really. You know, hit his straps up here. Um, so, look, he's going to be making his way across to Japanese rugby. Um, his grandfather, I believe, has got some Japanese yeah, heritage. I, I read that somewhere too. So, look, the club was very relieved. Um, it's going to free up about 300000 uh, okay. off the cap. Now, yeah. look, they, they'd already spent that money. So, you know, I think they were quietly <laughs> confident <laughs> he was probably going to be going. Because um, look, I think it's you know he's not going to be getting any game time, especially with Gagai and yeah. a couple of the other guys now floating around. So best for both parties that Shibs moves on, and um, yeah, best of luck to him over the Union. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, well, um, another bit of a change for the club too. Um, Blake Green, 
well, no longer, unfortunately, he won't be the inaugural NRLW coach. He's right. going to be moving into as the new halves coach okay. for the club across all grades and including the NRLW. Yep. So um, a great employment. The club certainly won't be losing him to the game. Um, so, so I think mean, a good employment. So that means we can expect an announcement sometime soon of who the new coach is going to be? Yeah, you would think so. Mm. You'd think so. It's a bit crazy, the NRLW side. I'm, yeah. With all this COVID stuff, unfortunately, it's sort of... Uh, yeah, competition's sort of been pushed back. Yeah, you saw the competition's being pushed back the next year, the start of next year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, could unfortunately. Be a nice, could, be a nice, um, could be a nice entree, though, into the into the NRL season, if depending on when they start it. But yeah. Yeah, certainly. Well, let's just hope, look, with uh, with Green coming in to, to coach the halves, it sparks a little something. We all know that our um, attack has been lackluster. Yeah. Best. Yep. So let's say with Greeny in there, we can uh, we can unlock some uh, some combinations and, and get that firing again. Now uh, the big question, boys, we all know we're getting to the point of the season where you know looking ahead to season twenty twenty two, roster positions. Now we have filled twenty seven of those top thirty spots. Oh, there you go. We only have one development contract spot left. We've got three of the four all signed up. Mm-hmm. Now the club is looking for uh, a back rower and also an outside back, potentially Edric Lee. We could still see him at the club. So yep. taking those into account, um, we'd only leave one spot left. Now, we do know we have Tex Hoy, Phoenix Crossland, and Jack Johns all off contract. Okay. So the question begs, of those three, who would we keep and would we keep any of them and or and who are we prepared to let go? That's That's a tough one um don't really want to say goodbye to any of them really um look it's no secret that i, I i'm a fan of uh, of phoenix um so I, i'm i'm gonna say phoenix he can always play in the halves in new south wales cup with clune um it'd be sad to see jack johns uh tex hoy leave but yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna say crossland yeah I'm Crossland, you know, good friend of the show. So, you know, it is hard to see him go. But as I've said in the past, I can't see him sticking around. I don't think he's going to get any, um, much if any, game time mm. um, behind Clune and Pierce. I think he would do better for his career if he went to another club. Yeah. Um, and really, really shone there as like, you know, a potential number seven moving forward. Um, Hoy hasn't, you know, had the greatest season. Um, and we've got um, Hodgson. So, um, Hodgson, however you say his last name, um, sitting, waiting in the wings for a spot. Yeah. Um, so I would go for Johns. Keep the Johns name in Newcastle. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Storky. I thought I thought Jack had a pretty good season uh, mm. last year with Souths. Um, I don't think he's had as much game time with us as he had with Souths. I'm not yeah, sure how many games he played. So. But, yeah. but I remember the, the games I did watch, I thought he was pretty good. Um, definitely a big body guy. Christ, I saw the – forgot how big he actually was. Yeah. Not, not like his old man, that's for sure. No, he'd be punching holes in his old man um, <laughs> and, his little, and his little brother. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, mate, I'd probably like to see Jack stay. Certainly, yep. if we're looking for that that second role position, um, if all else fails, he, he might fill the spot. I don't know how old he is. Yeah, he'd have to be young. Yeah, so um, for me, yeah, look, Tex certainly hasn't kicked on. I think, unfortunately for Tex, it's just been overhyped. I think Joey probably did him a disservice yeah. by overhyping him. He's yep. just... You know, he, got thrown, he got thrown in the deep end as well. I remember when Ponga was injured. Imagine like that, you know, Ponga, like every, these names everywhere, you know, and then mm. you get thrown into filling his position. A lot of pressure, mm. a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Mm. But, boys, look, that's it for me this week. I've uh, got the 2001 Grand Final jersey on, so let's hope this week we can channel those 2001 vibes. and Fingers crossed. Knock out the Eels, mate. Once I say, it's the first time we've seen the Eels since the 2001 Grand Finals in the finals time. So, Oh, there you go. Yeah, mm. it'll definitely, uh, definitely, it'll definitely shake next week's show. Whether we've got smiles or whether <laughs> yeah. we've uh, got friends. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, Link, we're going to go and uh, have a look at the late mail. Thank you very much for joining us for another week. No worries, boys. All right, let's have a look at the late mail sent in this week. Let's kick it off with Dave Gibson. Was it the right call 
to play Mitchell Pearce and Kalen Ponga for 50 minutes. It had the fans divided. What do you boys think? Look, obviously, yeah, Brian, you know, he's the coach, so he gets paid a lot more to make these decisions than we do. Mm. Personally, I said even before the game, I would have rested them. Um, I know there was, you know, word on the street, and it, it obviously was true because I mentioned it during the game that the reason he played them is to try and get a few combinations going. But in my opinion, it's too little, too late. You know, you're not yeah. going to come in and, you know, recreate the wheel in like one game, especially when you've, you're playing behind a forward pack that isn't your normal forward pack. So yep. I I personally would have rested them. Uh, we were lucky to get out of it, you know, without any of those guys getting an injury. Mm. Um, so it is what it is. But, yeah, I would have rested them, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm – um, I kind of see what he was doing, you know, just – Give them give them half a game just to throw the ball around, see what see what they can do, have a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's a pretty big risk that if one of them gets injured, um, I, I don't think having them there for that fifty minutes was going to improve our attack. Like I said last week, um, it's it's just not enough time. If if the attack hasn't gelled in twenty four rounds, why is it going to suddenly work in the twenty fifth? Um, so I, I would have been happy for them to sit out the whole game. Um, someone like a a, a, um, a Bailey or Anna Phoenix just to just to play that full eighty minutes. I would have been happy with that. So yeah, I I I agree with you, Stalker. I would have just rested them to be honest. It was arguably that our uh, attack was actually better in the second half. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Strange, yeah, maybe that is because you know, like I was saying, Ponga and that were just throwing it around, seeing what they could do. Whereas yeah, the second yeah. half did seem a little more structured, like they were following yeah. more of a plan. It's almost like the game plan was to not have a game plan. Why Pierce and Ponga were on the field, and then structure it up a little bit as as yeah, they leave true. the field. So it might, it might have had something to do with that. Not sure. Yeah, true that. Um, okay, our next one was from a big fan of the show, Adrian Miguel. Oh, he told me how to say his name properly. And he did. I remember he even sent you through a video and said, he this did. is how you say it. I'm, I'm with he you. Did. I've also forgotten. But uh, we'll move on to the question. Uh, what do you think uh, – oh, sorry. Who do you think we should sign as attack and defense coaches in 2022? This one, this yeah, great question. It definitely got me thinking. Because um, as we were saying on the show last week, I think Willie Peters needs to see you later. Um, so for the attacking coach, um, I would say Shane Flanagan. I keep saying this. I know he's probably a very expensive attacking coach considering he used to be a head coach. Um, but as we were saying the other week when, when I'm watching the game and I'm like, damn, this guy has a good football IQ. Who is he? And then it turned out that it was it was Flanagan. Um, I'd like to see him as our our attacking coach. And for the defensive coach, he's just re-signed with the Panthers. But I'd like to see Cameron Serraldo. Um, he's the Panthers' um, defensive coach, an ex-knight. Um, the Panthers have the best defense in the competition. They've leaked the least amount of points. I would be going hard to try and get him back in Newcastle. Yeah, well, I was originally going to say Superman, but I think he's tied up with the Justice League at the moment. So <laughs> it's, it's who we, we need. We, we bloody need something. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, in seriousness, though, so, um, I know like for an attack, um, someone to help us with attack. You know, like I know throwing it out there, it's a bit of a long shot, but like a Joey or someone would be nice. Yeah. I know he's even just uh, an off season with Joey. Yeah, exactly. And well, I know he can't he hasn't be got that any interest. He can't be that busy in his media commitments in the off season. Just drive up the M1. And give your team some help. And like sometimes in the past, I have questioned. And I know it sounds bad, but I have questioned his um, passion for the team now. Mm. But you see him at the latest old boys' day, and you can tell that passion's there. He's still yeah. red and blue through and through. Like Absolutely. He loves the club. Can't take that away from him. So it'd be awesome for someone like that. Um, but Flanagan, like you said, is a, would be another great option. Um, yeah, defense, mate. I don't know to be honest. I'm just our defense wasn't that bad this year in. You know, it got us where we were. So yeah, yeah. But um, so you'll yeah. you'll just hold out for one more year with the defensive coach we've got. Yeah, I think our attack will um will definitely uh, sharpen up our defense. So. Yeah, yeah. Bring bring that for and against up. Um, now you're saying another fan of the show. Well, here's another big fan of the show, Noah Hales. Um, how do you guys feel when fans shit on the team? That's a bit of a tricky one, hey. Um, mm. 
I think it's okay to have like criticism. Yeah. Because you know, um, but there is a line. There's a line drawn in sand. You don't to do anything like. Mate, did you did you steal my notes? Like literally, oh, word for own? word, what I've written. Me, yeah, <laughs> that line in the sand's very popular. But um, yeah, that's like you don't come off you know being like too critical. Like mm. let's all remember, we we can't do what these guys do. Yeah. Like um, you know, I know people like, and I know we've you know reporting on it. We haven't been super critical, degrading to some players like Kurt Mann and things like that. But I know he cops it hardcore. Yeah, on, like online, and and other players do too. So I think there's that line, like just remember, we're spectators. We can't do what they do. Have a bit of respect. But in mm. saying that, I don't agree. Uh, I'm babbling on now, but I don't agree with the fans out there that say support them no matter what. Don't say anything. Yeah, it's like no, you're a supporter. You're invested in it, and you have passion in it. It's okay to want a little bit more and expect a little bit more. Yeah, that's okay also. So exactly. Yeah. 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 I am, like I said, you you stole my notes. Um, I basically have the same with you, that everyone has the right to, to be critical. As fans, we have, have that right to, to critique the team. Um, but like you said, there's a line in the sand. There's a line between, um, you know, saying someone had a shit game and someone is shit. Like, they're, they're, exactly. they're, there's a difference. There's a difference in how you say something. There's a difference between being racist um, we saw someone being racist to Tyson Fazell earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, there's, there's fans that always just take it too far. Look, years yeah. ago, let, let's go back, you know, however many years ago, I maybe critiqued the team a little bit too hard. Um, and then I've learned that that's, that's not being a supporter. So when someone says, um, like you were saying before, oh, you can't say anything bad about the team, that's not being a supporter, you can. You've just got to choose how you do it. There's there's a right yeah. way to do something and there's a wrong way to do something. So, look, yeah, I I am not going to sit there and say don't badmouth the team. Just do it in a respectful manner. And if you're going to say something um, negative or um, something like that, like do your research first. Yes. Don't don't like don't you set yourself up to look like a bit of a <laughs> you know dare I say a bit of an imbecile if you say something which. It just comes off silly. But yeah. Anyway, exactly. I'm just looking out. I'm just looking out for some of you fans out there. <laughs> Stalky but, the um, nice man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Thanks for all your questions. Um. I uh, really enjoyed all those questions. Um. Uh, so make sure you shoot them in. We've still got shows. We're still going to have late mail moving into the finals, mm. I believe. Yep. Um. So make sure you send them in. First three in usually get them off the top. Yes. Unless we find a really nice one. We like those weird ones, as we say yeah, every the week. Wacky. The weirder the, mm. the weirder the better. You know, just not too weird. But looking you know, at you, enough. Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the amount of questions we've blocked from uh, Adrian compared to the ones we've read. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we love you, Adrian. You're a good bloke. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, have a look at our first finals game. Yes. Against um, the Knights and the Parramatta Eels. Mm. Uh, 4.05 p.m. So, afternoon game. Sunday afternoon game at Brown Park Rockhampton. You know, yes. The, the mecca for rugby league. Mm. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, really, I, heard but... there's, I heard there's a limit on um, the amount of fans that can go. It's 5,000. Um, oh, is it? Okay. So, yeah. So, when when we next week when we sit there and say this is what the crowd numbers were, I'm not not expecting a huge crowd. Obviously, it's a small ground there. It must be fifty percent capacity. Um, yeah. I assume it's maybe only a ten thousand seater stadium. Not not quite sure. But look, the Eels went down uh, to the Panthers forty to six last weekend. But the Eels did rest pretty much all of their stars. And we're only down 12-6 at half time before a star started Penrith, who pretty much didn't rest anyone, ran away with the game. Um, we both said it last week, Storky, uh, we would have preferred to play the Roosters. Um, looking back on that, I'm not quite sure. I think both teams would have been extremely hard to go up against. How do you see this one going, Storky? Oh, man. Oh. They're gonna. I know we mentioned it earlier in the show, but they're gonna target our um, edge defense. Yeah, especially Mitchell Moses. He has those awesome passes that you know out and hit you know hit the wing area a lot of the time, or more than none. So yeah, um, more often than not, I mean. So they're gonna try and exploit those areas. I think everywhere else, you know, we we can match them, and I think we can beat them. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, we just got to be careful on those wings. So, yeah, like you yeah. said, I would have rather have played the Roosters. But then again, they had they put a big score on their weekend last weekend as yeah, well. Yeah, against, so. the, against the Raiders. That's right. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, as you were just saying, my biggest worry is players like uh, Gutherson, um, Mitchell Moses, are just going to spread that ball very, very quickly yeah. to our weak edges. And we're not going to be able to stop someone like a Fergo. I, I feel like someone like him might just run riot um, on on the wing. Which is basically what happened the first time we played him this year. Remember, um, was yeah. it Sevo? Sevo basically, you know, mm, just ran over us. Exactly. Killed us down there. But um, let's have a look at this week's team list brought to you by the United. Yes, let's jump into it. And at fullback, Kalen Ponga. In, on the wings, we have Anari Tuwala and Heimel Hunt is back in the side. Kurt Mann and Bradman Best are the centers. As we were saying before, Storky, Bradman Best, I feel, have to has to lift his game. He's not playing the Bradman Best. Yeah, no, I'm, I agree. Mm. In the halves, we have Jake Clifford and Mitchell Pierce. Front row, Jacob Saifidi and Daniel Saifidi's back. That is a huge in. Um, not sure how much pain he's going to be playing in, but just to have him back is massive. Definitely. At hooker, we have the machine and captain, Jaden Braley, Tyson Frizzell and Mitch Barnett in the back row, Connor Watson at lock, interchange, Sayaso Sue and David Clemmer. He's going to be playing with painkillers. And... Yeah, he's going, to be, he's going to be needled up. Yeah, like he's something terrible. Yeah, and he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna basically be wearing a pillow underneath his yeah, jersey. Much. Um, yeah, I kind you know, of the old school, old school shoulder pads on. You know, yeah. they're really <laughs> yeah, huge yeah. Um, and Josh King and Brody Jones round out the interchange. The extended bench is Phoenix Crossland, Jaira Momosia, Simi Siagi, and Jack Johns. Last week's um, Steel City key moment winger winner. Yeah. So, so th- that is the best team that we can put possibly put together. Absolutely. Um, so really, who's just- who's missing from that team is pretty much Edric Lee. So yeah, exactly. That is that is. As you were saying, the best side that we can put forward. Has, um, yeah. has this team been on the field at all this year? All of these players? Doesn't, doesn't feel like it. It, it doesn't that. feel like it at all. It probably has once once or yeah. twice, but it feels like this is the best side that we have um, put together all year. You know, it sucks that um, that DSAF and, and Clemmer both probably aren't 100%, um, but it's the closest thing we've got to a full-strength full yeah. side. Hopefully it clicks and it's, um, yeah, all, now, uh, all ready to go. Exactly. Now, talking about hoping that it clicks, our Sunnyside Tavern key matchup this week, uh, we have Mitchell Moses against the other Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce, um, who hasn't, he, he not saying he's, he, uh, Pierce, he hasn't been playing good. He just hasn't been playing as good as we know he can. Yeah. Um, so imagine if, if he comes out and plays the Mitchell Pierce that he can be, um, I, I feel like he can he can one-up Moses on this one. Yeah, he hasn't really had um, a Piercey out of the box, you know, like the calibre that we know he's capable of really mm. this year. Personally, I don't think he has. Like he's had a couple of good performances, but yeah. I don't think he's really, you know, opened up, you know, um, the trick box and pulled out the magic hat and started, you know, waving the wand. I don't but, think that's happened this year yet. So. Yeah, 100%. So, so I feel... Whatever Mitchell of the two leads their team around better will get the win. I hope it's Pierce and not Moses, but we'll see. Guess what? What? It's time to lock it in. So speaking of the game. So, uh, yeah, we're always uh, a bit sketchy with the old (laughs) lock it in. We're horrible. We are horrible. Oh, I, no. uh, you know, if, if someone's out there and going, you know what, Sean and Stalky said to do this this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put $100 on it. you probably got no yeah. money left, surely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be listening. So give us a bit of time in the off-season. We'll come back <laughs> with something else next year. And, exactly. Yeah, you'll, be, you'll be owning your in no time. Yep. Now, I, um, I go first pretty much every week, Stalky, so I'm going to put yep. you under the pressure this week. Put me under the pressure? Okay, mm. too easy. Well, uh, I think we're going to win. Yep. I think it's actually going to be a come-from-behind win. Ah, yes. Uh, a bit of an interesting one. I think it's going to be like a huge score where we run it <laughs> run it down. I'm not that optimistic. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think they might shoot out to like an eight-point lead, um, and I think we will end up winning the game by two points. Ah. Um, 
I think that Brett Kenny will be. Oh, sorry, Brett <laughs> Kenny. Um, Peter Sterling. Oh, obviously not Peter Sterling. So I actually think that Twyla Express will be. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> stick with the Express. Um, hop aboard. Toot toot. It's leaving the station. Yep. Sean's Sean's driving, yep. and um, I think he will be the first try scorer of the game. Well, I hope you're correct with the first try scorer. Um, look. I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong. Let, let's face it, I was wrong last week. I said the Knights by four uh, and Best was going to be the first try scorer. So I'm probably going to be wrong again. Um, but I've got Clint Gufferson down as the first try scorer uh, this week. But I've got the Knights by two. Like you, I've got the Knights by two. Very optimistic. Um, I feel like it's going to be an arm wrestle. You score, we score. You score, we score. I feel like it's it's going to be that. Um and somehow we're going to win by two. I don't know whether it's going to be missed goals or or how it's going to work out, but I've got us winning by two. We both said two, so that's a good thing. Could be mm, a sign. Could be a so, sign. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Hopefully we get the Parramatta from um, you know two, two, three weeks ago and not the Parramatta from last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we, we, we don't want last week. Um, yeah, we, we they've, they've come into form. Nah. We want the Parramatta that, earlier on in the year that I thought we're going to miss the eight. Um, we, yeah. we, we want that Parramatta back. We don't we don't want the Parramatta in form. We want the Parramatta that doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly, Storky. Now, that that's it. That's another show uh, from us. We hope you all have had fun. I've had fun. Um, I, I'm really not confident you're going to get your seat back this year, Storky, the way... Nah. The way the numbers are, are rolling, um, I just feel like we're never going to leave lockdown. Uh, fingers crossed for next year you might get your seat back. Yeah, like I said, the bum groove's all but gone now. So, you know, <laughs> oh, a good, it, a, a good bum gone. groove usually lasts a couple of weeks, but we've been, uh, been a few weeks now yeah, in lockdown. So. I think it's been roughly a month. It's, it's gone. It's, it's gone, yeah. Storky. Now, like we were yeah. saying before, we're running the competition, uh, giving away a family membership uh, GA membership next year. So as we were saying, if you if you want to be in the running for that, you've got to subscribe to YouTube, you've got to like us on Facebook, and you've got to follow us on Instagram. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. We're not asking for a lot, just the three clicks of a mouse, and that's it. It's done. And I believe that will be drawn on the grand final show. Is that correct? Yes. So I believe yes. the grand final is Sunday the 3rd of October. Um, yep. so it would be the following Wednesday that that would be announced. Nice. Anyway, okay. that's it. Don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. What? We're more than a team in the heart of a city. We wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue. Till the end we will fight Sing long live The Newcastle Knights Long live The Newcastle Knights Long live The Newcastle Knights For the red and the blue Till the end we will fight Sing long live The Newcastle Knights